The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the ninth chapter. Mark writes, And when they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them and scribes arguing with them. And immediately all the crowd, when they saw him, were greatly amazed and ran up to him and greeted him. And he asked them, what are you arguing about with them? And someone from the crowd answered him, teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a spirit that makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast it out and they were not able And he answered them, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him. And when the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy and he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And it has often cast him into fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for the one who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I Believe, help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw the crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter again. And after crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out, and the boy was like a corpse, so that most of them said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And when he had when he had entered the house, his disciples asked asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, this kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. Go ahead. Please be seated. I should probably warn the organist when I'm going to change up the end of my gospel. (laughs) They got their triggers and I throw them off a little bit. and That's my fault. Dear saints, in today's gospel, Jesus triumphs in a spiritual battle, a miracle in casting out the evil demon. Now, to add a bit of context to the scene that we have before us in the scriptures today. You see, the last time that we were in the book of Mark chapter 9 was on the second Sunday in February. The Sunday just 
prior to Ash Wednesday in the beginning of Lent. You see what was going on in the beginning of chapter 9 was Jesus and his three disciples, Peter, James, and John, were up in the high place and experienced the transfiguration of our Lord, where God says to them, this is my son. Listen to him. So when Jesus and the disciples are descending down the mountain, coming down from this high place, this is what's transpiring. This is when they come across the scribes and the the nine other disciples, and they're all there in this courtyard arguing about what's going on. So this spiritual battle, this miracle takes place. And for us, a spiritual ailment is almost unrelatable. And it's perhaps because we can explain away with our own reason, our own science, our own experiences, most of the afflictions that happen to people. We've experienced them. We've seen them. We, we know what they are. In our world, people exhibit many odd behaviors and ailments. Still, we almost always come with some form of explanation, often traceable to an illness, a mental disorder, physical ailments, injuries, diseases. Perhaps it was hereditary or even horrible upbringings. No matter what the affliction is, there's always a reason for it, cause and effect. Never do we ever assume that people who behave like the boy in today's reading have demons that are controlling them, causing their pain and their suffering, their afflictions. Spiritual warfare and battles demand miracles of faith. Faith to overcome those afflictions. And here is why. For we must rely on what the scriptures reveal. The inspired word of God. Not on our own reason or what our life teaches us. For what do we know about the evil foe? And his fallen angels, the evil spirits, and these demons. Most of us only believe in them because God's word tells us of them. Not because a friend of ours or maybe a family member of ours has suffered from demon possession. To our knowledge anyway. O baptized saints, grave spiritual peril surrounds us all. The scriptures warn us about adversaries, the evil foe, and the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Ephesians 6.12 The Bible instructs us about evil powers in creation. And they are more formidable than we can even imagine. No, we don't like this. It doesn't make sense to us. We consider ourselves to be, well, 
sophisticated, enlightened and technologically advanced people of reason, of science and knowledge. Nevertheless, I ask you to learn of and to believe that these dangers are most certainly true and they definitely are real. Now, in our gospel reading today, a man comes to Jesus and he says, a spirit inside my son makes him mute and unable to talk. So I brought him to you, dear teacher. Whenever this demonic being seizes him, he falls to the ground and foams and grinds his teeth and he turns rigid. And too often the demon casts him into a fire or the water trying to destroy him. So if you can do anything, show concern, be compassionate and help us. This statement appears to astonish our Lord. Listen to him. If you can. So Jesus responds by speaking life into this man and into you and me. All things are possible for the one who believes. Contemplate what Jesus is saying here. Often we presume that he is directing this poor despairing father to work up a full bodied faith inside of himself. Yes, I will heal your son if you will only believe that this can happen. In other words, try harder at believing and just have more faith. It's like someone telling you to just trust them. It's not something that you can will yourself to do. Trust, love, respect. They all come with time and they are earned. They are never commanded. So ponder Jesus's words here. All things are possible for one who believes. The Lord isn't telling this despondent father to believe more. No, he is referring to himself, to Jesus, the Christ, Christ alone, he, who he is and what he does. Listen to him. Now, earlier, this broken man, he crumples down before Jesus praying, if you can do anything, help us. Show pity on us. The man is placing all of his hopes and his abilities on Jesus. If you can, and if you are able, he please. And again, Jesus, Jesus' capabilities, not the Father's, draw in these desperate prayers. So Jesus echoes what the man voices to him verbatim, if you can. And by repeating what the man said to him, Jesus is also speaking about his abilities, the abilities of Christ in the same way that the man did. So Jesus, he repeats his words, if you can, telling him, of course I can. I am able for I am full of compassion for you and your son. Listen to him. Such a beautiful picture that Jesus paints for us. 
reflects on how he can do this deed for this man and his son. How can this exorcism take place? Don't miss his explanation. This act is feasible for the one who believes. Listen to him. Lost in our own language, our own transitions, translations are the shades and the different meanings of the word believe. Pisteo in the Greek. For not only does this word mean to trust in or to place your faith in something, but it also means to be faithful. So Jesus isn't talking about the father's belief, though he is to believe. No, Jesus is pointing to his, Christ's faithfulness. The faith of Jesus All things are possible for Jesus because he is trustworthy in the task that his heavenly father gives him to do because he is the faithful one. Listen to him and realize this. Jesus doesn't require your belief to achieve the impossible when he says something is possible for someone who is faithful. No, he is enlightening you to receive the gifts and beliefs from the magnitude of his faith-filled acts. For before any faith even stirred up in you, Christ's faithfulness, faithfulness always acted first. First things first. To fear, love, and trust in God above all things. And this is what Luther is explaining to us in the small catechism to the third article of the creed. He states this, I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or to come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. It is his belief that we are enlightened with and his faithfulness that gives us peace. Listen to him. The man comes to Jesus praying for his son's healing. Be benevolent. Be compassionate. If you can, do anything. And the man, what he does next is he listens to Jesus' declaration about himself. All things are possible for the one who is faithful. Though a full-fleshed, Blood and man, a true man, our incarnate Lord Jesus is also pure divinity, true God. So the most mysterious and indescribable forces of evil can never stand against him, our dear Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dear saints, what Jesus says goes. And when he speaks, what he says becomes a reality. His words are performative. He is the almighty maker of heaven and earth. Listen to him. And remember that that Jesus and the man with the demon-possessed son. Remember this story. After hearing this wondrous truth about Jesus, the man at once And like Mark likes to say, immediately 
he changes his plea and his prayer. He says, Lord, I do believe, but help my unbelief. With his no-nonsense response, he understands and he states the truth. My faith and faithfulness aren't strong enough, so I never outgrow my need for you, Lord, including believing. Yes, only you fear, love, and trust in God above all things. Not so for me, my dear Lord, so I must trust you to do my believing for me and grant such belief to me as I also need to trust you in everything else. So Jesus commands the evil spirit, come out of him. And after crying like an impotent child and taking one last brazen shot at the boy, the demon comes out. Now, if the word of Jesus is compelling against such evil spirits, how much more potent is the word of Christ against your demons, against your sins, against your wickedness, your failures, and your misdeeds? Listen to him. Your failings may afflict you, crush you, hinder you, or cause you great doubt. And perhaps there's one more sin that just haunts you day and night and won't let you go. But this is no matter for Jesus. For, a, for as significant and as surmountable that we may think our afflictions to be, Jesus isn't bothered by their size nor their weight. For Jesus raised them all. The transgressions of the entire world. He put him on his back as he carried the cross towards the hill of death. And this is the cross that we are centered on. Lift high the cross. By the power of his word, Jesus defeats this demon. Be grateful that he conquers your sins in the same way. Come out and be gone. Listen to him. Dear saints, this exorcism isn't the only spiritual miracle in today's gospel. The other Well, it's the gift of faith to which the boy's father gave voice to. I believe. And the second half, help my unbelief. It shows in such clarities one's faith is divine act. Something only God can provide through Christ alone. This man asks Jesus to give him what he cannot produce for himself, admitting and confessing the sinner inside of himself who doesn't believe. By our own strength and our own faculties, we are powerless to stand in faith. Help my unbelief. It exposes our ever-present misgivings and mistrust towards God, which are a nagging temptation that haunts every single Christian. We may wonder if uncertainty and distrust are worse enemies than the devil and his evil spirits. But by a single order from Christ, the hellish being in the boy departed and never once returned. Come out of him and never enter again, you mute and deaf spirit. Listen to this. 
No doctor or pastor has probably ever identified you as someone full of demons. Still, be honest with yourself. In your life, you often become the man who took his worries to Jesus, who tore open his heart in truthfulness. Lord, help my unbelief. Dear saints, the way that we survive much of the evil and sinful experiences of this world is through faith in Christ alone. Though this is true, our trust in Jesus will still surge and fall like the ocean tides. The weather is sunny and warm and our reliance on God is soaring one day But on the very next day, the storms of life beat and they batter us and our faith trembles and it shakes as we drown in a sea of sin-born suspicion, doubt, and worry. Non-belief and skepticism are subtle and they're craftier and more persistent than demon possession itself. But the demon, he only needs this one decree from Christ The demons know who Christ is and they know his power. Not so for our wavering faith, which requires the enduring help of God's almighty word. For though we are saints, we are also still sinners, terrorized by the old Adam who still remains within us. So I tell you, make this your daily prayer. I believe, dear Lord, help my unbelief. These kinds cannot be cast out by anything but prayer. Your Christ, your mediator, Jesus will answer your plea for help. Listen to him. Remember when Jesus talked about being faithful, he was referring to himself, not the father or the boy or even you. In this way, he reminds and assures you that he is steadfast and loyal. Though your faith may waver, Jesus meets God's perfect standards for you. The standards of holiness and righteousness for you. Recognize your Lord wants you to understand this and listen to him. So that when your faith does falter, and it will, find peace in his faithfulness, not your own. Where you trust in Christ runs thin. He covers you with a thick baptismal blanket. Where your confidence in Jesus wavers and weakens, his trustworthiness on your behalf never wanes or wearies. Dear saints, last week's gospel told us about someone's physical healing. In kindness, Jesus healed a deaf and a mute man. The man's ears were opened. Remember, Ephatha. This, his tongue became functional and he spoke in clear, understandable words. Mark 7, 35. And in today's gospel, Jesus worked a spiritual miracle, performing an exorcism and casting out a demon, a demon which had caused muteness and deafness in a young child 
physical or spiritual, the truth is still the same and the truth will set you free. For Jesus Christ is Lord over all. In him, everything is put back into its place, cleansed and purified and made right by the word that he speaks. Listen to him. It's not what we do or even what the disciples thought that they could do. It is always Christ, Christ alone. In both body and spirit, your Lord did all of his saving deeds and miracles for you which he still does each Lord's day. Thy will be done. Put your faith in Jesus, in Christ alone. Pray for your unbelief. Cast away your own expectations, your own reason, your own science, your own knowledge. And on the last day, he will complete all when he calls forth your body to live with him for all eternity. Don't miss these precious words from today's gospel. They're almost at the end here where you would not see them as significant. But Jesus, what he does, he takes this boy by the hand and he lifted him up and he arose. Yes, this resurrection certainly awaits you as well. And have hope in that. New hope. Not because you met God's impossible standards. You became righteous or holy by your own account. But because of the faithfulness of Jesus. Your Christ. Christ alone. Who achieved what you are incapable of doing yourself. For all things are possible in the one who believes. And this is where your faith now comes in, which fears, loves, and trusts in God above all things. Though his works of grace and mercy by Jesus Christ alone know that they are sufficient for you. He is your everything. Believe in him. Listen to him. For he has gifted you with such faith. May he sustain our tongues What Jesus does is enough. Call on him. Plea on him. Pray. Help my unbelief. Cast out my doubt. Pray for his belief, his faith, and his peace. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. May it guard our hearts and our minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.